Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hype Queen podcast with yours truly, the Hype Queen. Today, I have a really special guest, the first guest on my podcast, just so you know. And this is the lovely Jesse Riemann. Hi guys, I'm Jesse, and uh, I'm a certified eating disorder recovery coach, and that is how we met through that kind of industry. And um, I have my own, you know, business where I help clients recover from restricted dieting and eating disorders. And I have a YouTube explaining all about how to do that. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited about today's topic because it's a really important one to me. So, yeah, so what we're going to be talking about today is everything to do with perfectionism, what that means for us personally, what our opinions are on the general topic in society that we live in today and why it's such a big deal for so many people, why why there's so much hype around the topic in general. In, in your own words, what is your idea of your perfect self? And do you think that ties into maybe um the woman that you are at your current situation in your current situation in life like do I think that my version of my perfect me fits in with what like society thinks I should be at this yeah, age exactly mm-hmm. such a good question so <laughs> me, you know my perfect self is when I'm feeling my healthiest I'm taking the best possible care of myself and doing things in life that truly make me feel fulfilled and self-actualized and authentic. Mm-hmm. Well, that's of course, long story short, but I feel like what a lot of times, you know, in order for me to be my healthiest self, for example, I would have to actually do the opposite of what I feel like society would expect. Um, yeah. That's hustle culture and looking perfect all the time and having you know go ahead you look. so what is a stereotypical image of a woman your age uh in what what is a stereotypical impression of woman your age supposed to be in your opinion well for one thing it's like having the whole you know marriage and kids and that mm-hmm. aspect which I don't. So according to society, I would be considered not successful or imperfect since we're talking about- You'd be about- a great mom and a great wife anyway. It's just but it's just not the place I'm in right now. And like the fact that I'm actually okay with that. And for the first time in my life, I'm actually really happy with where my life is, you know, not being in a relationship is like, I think it's awesome. But since we're talking about society's standards of what mm-hmm. quote unquote, perfect is then we add on top of that the career woman you know thing on top of that and it's like where I feel like career I feel pretty fulfilled right now and working on some new stuff of course but uh but I still think that it's you know uh, the image that goes along with that and like keeping up both uh worlds and and you know as perfect as possible you know what I'm talking about it's like yeah. having to be wife and mom and then crushing it in your career as well yeah. it's like we're we're i think women in general would just like the pressure that we have it's like we have to be an octopus and like have eight legs and then the, the i'm not saying that men don't have it the same way but i definitely feel like it's easier and there's a tendency to depict women a lot more for different reasons so it's interesting to get your perspective because we do have i mean we're around the similar age but there is like a slight gap so 
I want, I thought it would be interesting to maybe discuss the pressures that you find yourself, like the situations that you find yourself in, the pressures that you have. Funny enough, some of the some of the pressures that you mentioned are ones that I experienced as well, even if I am younger. Um, yeah. Maybe it's not marriage, but maybe it's like, do you have a boyfriend? And then there's the career pressures, which not only is a society, but that's also personal as well, which we'll get into a bit a bit later. But yeah, in general, I just think like in society, there are so many stereotypes that have been constructed over history and even with social media pushing certain images of what a strong woman should be. And culture comes into that as well. So it's just really interesting to get your perspective on that. Definitely. Out of curiosity, do you get like people asking you questions or like, oh, are you dating? Are you, you know, how come you not want kids like that? whole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think especially during certain times of the year, maybe if it's Christmas or Easter or where you have family gatherings or where you're with where you have a higher chance of being with your extended family if that's the case for you. Um yeah, and it depends. Sometimes it depends who's asking me because sometimes it will just be out of pure curiosity. And then other times you can you can sense when someone's asking you a question from a good place or not. So if it's a stranger, if it's like a particular family member that you don't really get along with very well and they just come up to you and they just want to be nosy and they're just asking you to just be annoying and saying things, for example, like, do you have a boyfriend or, you know, like, why are you still single? Or they might word it in a way that might not be like that, but that is exactly what they mean. I mean, it's literally translating English to English, so, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think everyone experiences those questions. That's just part of the world that we live in. Uh, I don't know. I think it's what, what's what's important is to just try and try and be self aware of that. Maybe if you're in that situation for yourself, like if someone else is asking, you can't control anyone else but yourself. Like that's the basis. But if it's coming from you and you've been in that situation don't ask that question or try and talk about something else. Try and think before you speak. Well, maybe instead of that, like ask somebody, so what do you, you know, what, uh, what's really fulfilling in your life right now? Yeah. Ask a different question. That way. Exactly. That's that's not related to men or love life or I don't know. I mean, even in the same way, let's say that another woman my age your age doesn't matter and her whole thing is being a mom and a wife and like that's her whole dream in life and she's doing it what am i going to be like so what are you doing in your career you have like big career goals like that's that's bs too it's yeah, just exactly. it's, mm-hmm. it's her perfect quote unquote perfect exactly style. i think a big part of it is understanding who's in front of you what's important to them what's not important to them and then adjusting your questions because you can like there are standard questions that you could ask anyone but like you just gave the example of a of a of a mom like that's a job that's a respectable job as well but you wouldn't ask that same question to her in court and maybe in, in in comparison to somebody else that has got a quote-unquote career you know, so it's really understanding who's in front of you and then adjusting your questions to that. That's interesting. In your in your own personal case, do you feel you have any perfectionistic tendencies in, I don't know, areas in your life that are important to you, for example? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's the number one thing that I've probably struggled with. I think it's my biggest root cause issue. 
underneath, you know, even when I had an eating disorder, when I used to have a lot of health problems, it's this drive to not only succeed, but to expect to be perfect at it. And I think, yeah, it's, 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 I would say everything from what I expect of myself in terms of whatever I'm achieving career wise. And then I still struggle with it with my appearance too. So do you, uh, like, are you, do you maybe notice when you're leaning towards the toxic perfectionistic tendencies in those specific areas of your life? I and mean, what do you do? I mean, do you, are you self-aware of them? And then what do you do to kind of like adjust basically? For sure. Yeah, I think it's sometimes I'll notice it right away. And then sometimes it is a consistent, it's turning into a habit again. And then I have to watch it based on what's happening to me. So the first things that I notice is my self-esteem starts really tanking and and following that for me is is low energy and health issues and so it's really interesting you know that it all goes together as we just I think we don't and myself included sometimes we forget just how powerful our our self-talk is and our our expectations are rather our you know, lack of compassion and understanding. For ourselves, especially. Yeah, and so those are the first things that I'll notice. And then I get right back on top of, you know, one of the first things that I have to do is really stop myself and be like, okay, self-care has to be a priority. And that means for me more time away from things like social media and more, t- um, more time away from stimulation, because I think that <laughs> as we're way overstimulated. And the more you're just obviously seeing videos and imagery and of course that's how society is training us too is to constantly stay on social media to compare ourselves so that they can then make money off of our insecurities so it's remembering that and saying okay i have to remember to get away from that and like get into the real world and connect with people and take my time to myself to slow down that so that's super important and then getting back into my gratitude and self-love affirmations and Mm -hmm. It really, it's amazing because I had just had an incident where over the course of 2022, this exact thing was happening mm-hmm. and I got back on track, especially with my self-love affirmations and gratitude and things like that. Within the first three days, I noticed a drastic difference in how I was feeling mm-hmm. about myself, what it was doing for my energy, how I was presenting myself to the world and the kind of connection I was having with people. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the first. You maybe thing. you maybe have an uh, an example that you can that you can explain to everyone that you can explain where you notice these perfectionistic tendencies arising, and then you applied all the work that you just explained. So you just want like specific what was maybe going just on? Just one that... little, yeah, not 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 the maybe not the specific personal, but just a an example of when you maybe you've done it in the past, you've already been through or even if you're comfortable explaining of course yeah so so i'm a dancer (laughs) (laughs) you're like everything you're a dancer you're a singer you're it's amazing honestly i'm gonna tag all of her profiles afterwards guys so you can go check her out i really appreciate that um it's uh okay so you know growing up it was my thing it was like one of the things that i always had that made me feel confident and then Actually, last year, as an adult, I had somebody that I felt like I looked up to tell me I wasn't a good enough dancer to really be 
putting it out on social media for anybody to be seeing and that I should be focusing more on singing. And it really, it was like the first time I'd ever had something that I believed was like a steadfast, I can feel confident about this made me question it. And when I started going down that rabbit hole, I mean, of course I have perfectionist tendencies anyhow, but it like took it to the max. And I was just like, to worry about every little detail about how this is looking and i'm so scared now about other people thinking this and it was just crazy because it was this person that i thought i don't know i don't you must have cared about sorry you must have cared about their opinion enough to take it to heart because otherwise i mean everyone loads of people are going to have opinions but you're not going to take to heart everyone's opinion so if it's someone close to you or someone's opinion that you usually value in that case one that would hurt and then two you would totally take that to heart and go down the rabbit hole that you that you experienced so understandable understanding that yeah it's you're right and it was that I valued their opinion so much and I was just like oh my gosh I should take this to heart and then I really watched not only did I get more obsessive with perfectionism, but I actually started to make more mistakes and look less confident when I was doing it. Yeah, I was watching myself over time. I was like, I used to feel like I was good at this. Like, what is going on? And then I realized it going back, watching different, you know, recordings of myself and going, it's ever since I got that comment, that's when it changed. It's funny, isn't it? That happens. Like, the more you try and be perfection, like the more you tend towards perfectionism, the more you mess up in a way, like the harder it is and the lesser you try hard, the more you're good at something. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean that you don't care about it and you're not no, gonna still, no. but there's a strong difference between just saying, you know, I love this, I'm gonna do it because I love it and I'm just gonna focus on each day I'm getting better and better at this thing. Mm-hmm. That mindset helps you be more forgiving of mistakes. So you'll be like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm going to learn from this and go on. Whereas when you have a perfectionist mindset, it's like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I'm making this mistake. I got to do this again. Ah. And it's yeah. so, yeah, it's it's so damaging. And so when I started to realize this, I was like, screw this. I'm not listening to this anymore. I'm going to get back to me. And, mm-hmm. and I watched, it was just crazy how much it started changing just from mm-hmm. that it's almost like a blockage like if you if you get into that toxic perfectionistic mindset regardless of what you're doing like in your example you said dancing like you would if you were like that from the very beginning you wouldn't have even started you would never post the video you would never feel good enough you wouldn't you would never actually do anything so Mm. and same thing with like your podcast or anything else anybody does it's just like if we listen to that kind of advice because that same person had said to me don't ever put anything out unless you think it's perfect because you don't want anyone to overlook you and I just I think about things like I mean honestly anything I've ever done but if we even talk about like my original YouTube channel or whatever I would have been so scared of that being perfect that I wouldn't have learned so much from making the quote-unquote mistakes and, mm-hmm. and oh, as a result of actually letting yourself just try you know? yeah you're not going to be good you're not going to be good at something from the very beginning I mean no one's born good at anything so <laughs> you know that doesn't make any sense in my opinion but yeah it's just, it's just thank you for providing a tangible example that was really helpful um 
why do you think people feel the need to aspire to an ideal of perfectionism in order to feel worthy of something or someone even like how do you think that's been ingrained in society and why do you think so many people feel that need on a personal level because it's not it's not subjective like it's actually a shared belief system so why is it that people feel the need to be perfect in order to feel worthy like that connection is quite interesting to me yes yes and after i give mine i'd love to hear yours as well so (laughs) Girl, <laughs> <laughs> gotta hear it from the the husband. <laughs> okay, so I think it has become like a get out of jail free card that we believe is gonna happen in life as a result of once I get perfect, I won't have to experience any pain, any rejection, my life will just be great, and we're consistently and constantly trying to seek that for understandable reasons because throughout all of our lives we've experienced rejection and pain and quote-unquote failure and somebody making you feel like that failure made you unworthy so i can it makes sense from that perspective to say why would we not want to strive for perfection to be done with all of that pain right and you realize you never reach it because even if you right let's say what you think your version of perfect you're starting here and your you know your version of perfect is here then maybe you actually reach that but then you'll find reasons to say that's not perfect enough or you compare yourself to someone you think is doing it perfect mm-hmm. and it's just a never-ending cycle perfectionistic tendency that i feel a lot of girls share which is superficial is like i don't know for your body to look a certain way or for your skin to be as clear as day and skin is, is a perfect example for me because it's something that I've been through personally. And just recently, I went through a fluctuation, actually. And and that's one of my, uh, I guess, signs of toxic perfectionism. So oh. in a way, paradoxically, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm happy that my skin breaks out sometimes, but I appreciate the work that I get to do again because of it and the self-love and compassion that I get to give myself consistently again and again because of it. Um, so when it did start breaking out again because of hormonal fluctuations and stress, whatever, um, you know, I set myself aside some specific affirmations that felt true to me in the situation I was in. And I reminded myself of being able to get through it again because it's only temporary. It's not going to be there forever. And I swear to God, within a week, like it's all calmed down again. But it's just like it's that it's that key step and the it's the self-awareness first that you're finding yourself going down the rabbit hole of toxic perfectionism again and then like the aligned action <laughs> I feel like so many people use this word nowadays and it just I feel cringe saying it but it is true like it's actually the aligned action that you're taking towards your goal it is definitely yeah and I, I so amazing and so inspiring especially when you've been through it once and then you go backward and you have to do it again yeah just- I actually I watched a video of yours recently on YouTube and you were talking about how uh, I love your videos <laughs> you were talking about how you got your energy back and you said something that resonated with you so much because you were talking about how you've already been through it and that you were going through you were going through the process again so in a way 
it's almost good that we're if you know we're finding ourselves in certain situations again because we're continuously having to practice those those techniques and practice self-love and practice anti-perfectionism and you know I am worthy the way I am right now and when I have my energy or and when I have perfect skin or and when you know I'm good now and I'm good then that's it absolutely Um, that better and you're right because it's there right there we could use this perfectionism expecting that once you overcome something it's just always going to be perfect after that (laughs) up and down and then up and down and coming back to those same practices instead of letting it reconsume you Mm -hmm. exactly exactly and i think that's the key part like that's what people really need to pay attention to like it's, it's that's like the golden ticket you know yes. um, yep. so yeah I definitely think that perfectionism and self-worth does have like some sort of connection for people nowadays it's like if I look this way or if I achieve this goal professionally if I have this pay rise if I have this job title uh if I get to go up with this guy if I move to this country like I'll be worthy in the eyes of this and this and this person or this group of people or maybe it's even your parents maybe it's yourself but uh, at the end of the day if you don't feel worthy you can strive towards something and you can work towards your goal but I think it's also important to know that you're you're exactly where you need to be right now. You're exactly who you need to be for yourself right now. And that this version of yourself that you are in is worthy as well as what you're working towards. So it's not like, oh, no, like I can't be happy with anything. I can't feel good about myself right now because I haven't got this, this and this and this. Definitely. And then on top of that, remembering that if you do try to strive for perfection, you're likely going to have more setbacks and more issues along the way because you're putting, I mean, people, you know, then you over prioritize things and you feel your schedule too full or you're just going, going, going. You're never allowing for rest, recovery, fun, any of that kind of stuff. You're going to have burnout. You're going to crash and burn. So it's like, why go about it that way instead Mm -hmm. of going about it the way we're talking about where you are working on self-love and self-acceptance along the way and just approaching it incrementally. Like you said, you can still go these goals. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just firmly believe you're going to set yourself up for more. I don't necessarily know that I believe in failure per se, because you can always get up and try again. But more setbacks and having things take you way longer with more struggle when you're actually doing it by striving for perfection. Yeah. I think another thing that's super important that a lot of people maybe aren't aware of or don't feel comfortable doing is just communicating about this. Like speak, it doesn't have to be like me and you, like we're talking about it and we're jumping off of each other's experiences. Um, it's good to, to know that other people experience these things, you know, like speak to your friends about it, open up about this vulnerability of yours. Like so many, like I remember when I used to have skin problems and I would go outside and I would see another girl struggling and she would be so confident in her bare skin and not give a crap about her pimples. And that would give me confidence because I'll be like, wow, if she can do that and she can be herself and I can do that too. You know, so really sharing that social media is that's a good, that's a, that's a positive aspect of it. Like if you're strong enough to open up, it could be to one person, to your best friend, to, to anyone that's important to you and just open up about something that you're struggling with. You may never know what kind of advice they could give you or maybe they're experiencing the same thing or they have done before so they could give you tangible 
constructive advice on how they got through it and that you know you're not alone like you're not an alien definitely yeah oh i think that's great advice and then don't believe anyone who tells you they have no insecurities <laughs> that's, that is bs that is that is the, that is the insecurity if they think they don't have any that is the insecurity <laughs> Here's the same thing we were talking about. If I have to admit that I have insecurities, then that will make me imperfect, and I might. Yeah. So it's just like. Can you imagine like being insecure? Is your like your insecurity is insecurity? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Talking about practices that you incorporate to kind of keep yourself level-headed, level-headed, and off the road of perfection so you mentioned affirmations you mentioned what well, you love to dance I'm guessing that helps you make makes you feel good are there any other practices like easy day-to-day -day ones that you could give examples to people that are maybe focusing too much on being perfect general ones for sure I mean I know like I said one of them is if you're on social media too much you got to take breaks from social media and then when you're on social media I highly suggest only following accounts that actually make you feel good and don't oh, make, give you. Said, what is this? What is this? Literally, I have friends. I don't get this story. <laughs> I have no. friends that will be following accounts or following girls or following exes on their Instagram profile. profile. And the excuse or the most, the reasoning that they'll give me is that, oh, no, but if I block them, if I remove them, that's like babyish, you know, like that's going to like make them think that's gonna think that's gonna make them think that i did it for them and i'm like it's your profile like it's you literally have, i mean we don't have control over social media in general but you have your own profile you access that on a daily basis it's almost so harm like you're literally making yourself go on your own profile and see things and people that don't make you feel good what is that all about i'm sorry i'm screaming right now but I'm sorry. you know it's funny a long time ago, I used to say the same thing. And now I look at younger me and I'm like, no, honey, you, it, it should be so valuable to you who has access to you and who doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, someone, I'm not being petty and just being like, oh, you know, I'm not over you. It's saying you're no longer someone, you're not in my life. You don't get to be in my life. Exactly. So valuable. Yeah. So that's one. Um, you know, whatever, well, actually, let me say this too, because I find, I don't know if this is true for you, when I don't prioritize getting enough rest and being well rested, my self-esteem, because I'm tired, goes down naturally. Oh, my God, yeah. About myself. So, like, it's yeah. not one you would think about in this list, but I've just noticed that I'm in a way better mood, and therefore I'm kinder and more confident about myself when I'm well rested. <laughs> Go no, figure, no. right? <laughs> no, but that's uh, that's so related. Well, sleep is super important. Well, I don't know if you're referring to sleep or just rest in general, but I'm not the kind of person. I have friends that that literally rave about. I can I can function on two hours of sleep, and I'm great. And that is not me. Like if I don't have my standard seven to eight hours sleep, like don't talk to me. Like. <laughs> I can't think straight. I'm irritated. I'm tired. I just hate the. I literally don't like the feeling of being fatigued. Um, no, and you're you're not gonna be giving out your best self to other people either. Like you said, you are gonna be more irritable. You aren't gonna have the cognitive function to focus on things. So people that that I, it always makes me laugh when people say, "Oh, I function on two hours." <laughs> or you might be I'm getting. Like, 
Yeah, imagine what you would be like if you had eight hours of sleep. That's what I want to say. Like, <laughs> you might be jumping off the walls. <laughs> we know. Exactly. <laughs> this goes right into this whole thing too with perfectionism and hustle culture. It's like, it's it's a it's a badge of honor to say that I'm I don't need sleep. Like, what a useless. It's just, but if you do, you really do see not only how much more you get done, but again, you just bring a better self to the world. Yeah, yeah. but it also makes sense. Like if you're well rested, you're going to have a more balanced mindset. And so your mind, like you'll feel better about yourself. And that just makes sense. If you're not well rested, you're already going to be a little bit more tendent towards negativity, self-critical. And obviously you're going to be, you're going to go down that rabbit hole. That makes that, that's totally understandable. So. That's a good point. Thank you. And then last would just be awareness. And it it does take practice, but you know how this goes is the more aware you are of those negative thoughts, Mm -hmm. then you get into a daily practice of the moment you see yourself being like, oh, I screwed up. Oh, my skin's not that great today. Just like Mm -hmm. stop yourself and be like, okay. You know, say it's a skin thing. You're like, I've been going through a whole lot of stress lately. It makes Mm -hmm. sense showing up on my skin. So that means that I need to prioritize de-stressing and like loving and appreciating where I am right now. And when you get in that practice, you calm it so much faster because you're like, oh yeah. Or if I'm making, yeah, with something else, I'm just like, okay, but let's, let's just go at this and approach. Okay. You're, we're just going to try it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my exactly. God. It's like, ah, you know, it's just, it makes it so much harder when you do that. So yeah. Yeah, every single time. Do you think there is a healthy version of perfectionism that people could manage to sustain? Or do you think that perfectionism in general is just like on the naughty list, for example? (laughs) I love that. No, I think, well, if I, even just breaking down the word perfect, right? It's just meaning like flawless without, without flaw. Interesting. This is interesting, actually, what you connected to. Okay. Yeah. So I guess in my mind, just by very definition, I'm like, there isn't really a way to have that be healthy because you're implying that there aren't any flaws. Mm -hmm. Of course, you could look at this two different ways. So I'll start with what I was saying is that if you say there's no flaws and you're not giving yourself permission to go through those ebbs and flows and ups and downs in life, like we said, and you will have this expectation that it's just a constant you know, everything's just always getting more awesome. And I, I would love that. But I also think that, like you were saying earlier, we do learn so much and grow so much from going through those, you know, experiences that maybe aren't ideal. Uh, and so without those, I just think, I also think life would be boring if we didn't go yeah. through that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess to approach it from the standpoint of like whatever your own version of perfect is and just saying that's all I expect of myself. But I just I guess I still think it's hairy using that word just because of how much we have associated with it mm-hmm. throughout our whole lives. So maybe f- phrasing it more like your whatever version of your most ideal self is or your mo- your best self or however you want to say it, you know, what's yeah, your perspective? Uh, when I think of perfect or perfectionism, I oh, I don't like it. My body just rejects it, to be honest. The the adjectives that I could maybe connect to it, it, the first word that came into my mind is unattainable, like something unreachable. I don't even want, yeah, just something unreachable, plastic. <laughs> I'm just jotting out the words, plastic, unattainable, hard work, 
honestly, like too much work for something that you're never going to get to. Yes. And that's and, what I mean. Uh, and I it is without flaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, Who are you going to relate to? Who are you going to connect with? That's the other thing. Like if you're con if you think you're perfect, there aren't who are you going to connect? You're not, like I think human connection is based funny enough, is based off of flaws sometimes, is based off of insecurities, vulnerability, people working through things together that they can connect with, that they can relate to. If you're perfect, you're going to live a very lonely life, in my opinion. You're right. I think about every time that I've really been in, I don't know about you, but like if you've ever been in your most obsessed with trying to be perfect parts of your life, you are lonelier because you don't even feel like you can connect with anyone. Because then yeah. the whole time you're trying to portray that you're perfect, you think you're not perfect enough to even have a relationship with somebody else. Yeah. Or maybe you think you're too perfect to even connect with anyone else. So it can be vice versa. You might think you're too good for other people. <laughs> Imagine thinking I'm too perfect, but I'm. <laughs> but but I could see how maybe you could let your ego go there for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's it just I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It to me, I guess, it just sounds like a life full of unhappiness to constantly, yeah, yeah. You know, strive. And then, like, I love what you said because I think it's so true. Who is really going to be able to relate to you? Mm-hmm. Big part of the problem right now with social media is that we have this image as if everybody's perfect, their bodies are perfect, their skin is perfect, their lifestyle is perfect, how much money. And so it's like, who can, more than ever right now, people even in our age group are saying they're having the hardest time making friends as adults. Because they're like, who am I going to be able to relate to? And who's going to feel good enough? It's just like, why? Yeah, that's why I think it's really important if you can do like just with your own profile, like the smallest, the smallest um of efforts makes the biggest difference. Like I, 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 I could, I could, I think I can say that my profile is, is authentic to who I actually am in real life. Like I, you know, I don't talk about all my insecurities or everything I'm going through all the time, but I do try I put in I, I consistently try and put in effort to be as real as possible and that's something that I'm personally proud of I I show up as myself and, and what you see is what you get and that's not always easy either you know especially in a society today where people uh, are more used to putting up a front or only showing parts of themselves online or offline so it's a it's a choice to be who you really are and I think everyone should gradually if not ready yet learn how to be okay with themselves and know that they're worthy exactly as they are so true true. otherwise you're just going to have people in your life that only like the false version of you yeah and then when you actually open up and they do meet the whole of you they're not going to like what they see because you wouldn't have attracted them if you were really yourself to begin with so you get that feeling of rejection you were afraid of in the first place. Yeah. So you might attract people who actually do like the authentic you. Mm-hmm. That's who you are. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Just to sum it up, if you could like just like a one liner of advice that you could give to someone that's maybe struggling with perfectionism, what would it be? Oh, gosh. To sum this up, because it's so, such an important subject. <laughs> I love how you put your hand on your like your heart, like your chest area. So true. I think that that 
authenticity over perfection mm-hmm. is good to a life of happiness definitely yeah okay thank you so much jesse it was really a pleasure speaking to you i love talking to you regardless of if it's like professional or personal so thank you so much for taking the time to join me on this for this podcast oh episode. i really appreciate it i jumped at the chance just because i love you <laughs> we always have the best time talking and one of the reasons is because you are always so authentic and I don't ever feel like I have to hide any part of myself with you it's just really cool to get to talk to people like that right where you just get to feel so relaxed and I feel like this is a natural byproduct of you being so authentic because then you give other people permission to be their most authentic selves that's you nice. thank you that's really nice thank you for saying that if, I'm gonna remember that one I'm taking that to heart hand on heart and and i love that you're doing this podcast specifically to to talk about all this kind of stuff so you're amazing oh thank you you're welcome